0: Welcome back to Bruh Is
1: it's a Murder. murder. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so pretty much Bruh is a Murder is a it's a true crime podcast. It sheds light on pop cases while also giving you a sort of dose of comedy. You most probably don't find it enjoyable, but mm-hmm. I do. And uh, you know, we give you some great musical artists. And they are very grateful for the opportunity, and we are very grateful for the opportunity... Yes. You know, to put them in this podcast. Yeah. All right, that's what we're do, right?
2: Yeah,
0: and uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> this is the first time in, like, what, two months we've actually recorded together? If you hear anything in the background, that's because we're recording in a very thin, walled room. We, yeah, we're doing we're, this because we love you. We're committed to the cause. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea. And if I can, like, explain to you
1: in further detail on how this is, like almost improbable because it's this is like the last, 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 last chance before, you know, everything gets started. You guys just, you don't know,
2: all right? We
0: care. <laughs> we care. We care. So, a man was killed early Monday morning, May 23rd, in a shooting on, on an off-ramp on Intersection 10 eastbound in New Orleans. His name has not been released. Well, his name wasn't released at the time, but according to preliminary information, preliminary information, preliminary <laughs> Of the NOPD, New Orleans the Police Department, someone reported shots fired in the area shortly before 1 a.m. Officers responded and found a man who had been shot inside of a red Chevy Monte Carlo on the ramp. He was pronounced dead at the scene. NOPD, New Orleans the Police Department, <laughs> said in the process of identifying the person, he was, well, okay. He was identified as Mr. <laughs> <laughs> that was a weird structure of that sentence. I was, I was like, all right, I'm following. <laughs> I was adding too many words and it sounded fancy. He was identified as Mr. Tarlin, quote unquote, Chevy Boy James. Chevy Boy. 25, a native of New Liberia and a resident of Har Haran. Har Haran. Is that
1: how you say it? No, no, no.
0: I was, H-A-R-A-H-N. I have no idea. Har Haran. Tarlin was a high school graduate of Liberty Christian Academy oh, in La Place. Nice. He, he, he
1: was a Christian. No, he's a graduate.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there he received several awards, including a scholarship in basketball. Choosing not to pursue that though, he attended truck driving school where he received his CDL license. He began working for the Coca-Cola Bottling Company in New Orleans. Tarlin had been employed with Coca-Cola for eight years. He was part of a car club organization called Chevy Boy Gang. Gang, 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 so, gang, Was it his gang? It wasn't an actual gang. I think it was like a car club. But it was, but, like but it was, his, it was his club because it was a club, no, okay. Chevy boy club. He was one of them. Oh, okay. He He's was a of, Chevy boy. He was one of the Chevy boys. All right, all right. The boys are back in town and all have Chevy. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and everyone said in an obituary I read that like he touched a lot of people I mean, in many small ways that he was an all around great person. Never got in trouble. Never had any enemies. Mm-hmm. So the killing was like really surprising to everybody because who who would have it out for him? No, I feel you. Uh, the fatal shooting occurred a few hours after four other people were wounded in a Holly Grove drive-by shooting. Police said at 9:39 p.m. while a vehicle drove on the intersection of Apple and Moreau Street, and these streets so are all like really close to each other because I'm naming them one male victim received multiple gunshot wounds two other male victims were shot once and a woman got shot in the leg so hours before this person got shot four other people got shot in the drive-by oh my god but those weren't the only shootings in that day and there's a weird connection with the next shooting i talk about a young woman walking to a bus stop in Trimmer neighborhood was fatally shot Monday morning blocks from her home the victim identified by Lovewood was Erica Davis 24 on her way to work at Wendy's early that morning. Just okay. going to the bus stop and right. right. got You're, gunned down. No, no, she was getting she was trying to get her bread. Yeah. Hey, wake up, get that bread. Hell yeah. But don't get shot. No, 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 get shot. If it's up to you, don't get shot. <laughs> you have a choice. You have a choice.
1: Between being shot and not going being shot. to work. Ah.
0: <laughs> Some days. Sometimes it just be like that. Uh the shooting happened early 9 a.m. on the 1200th block of North Robertson Street. Uh, near Grove Nicholson Street. And again, this is all like relatively the same area. Yeah, happening in Grove. The woman was found lying in the street having been shot multiple times. Quote, when I walked up, I just saw her body and her bag and her shoes on the ground. Said Frederica Loy, who was Davis's girlfriend of seven years. The police just told me to back up and they wouldn't tell me what was wrong with her. Davis was taken to the University Medical Center where she was pronounced dead and no arrests were made. There was no motives. They couldn't find anybody, no suspects, nothing. Detectives canvassed the neighborhood in search of the surveillance footage and couldn't find anything. They were looking for people to interview, and they really couldn't come up with anything. Uh, her girlfriend said that they had plans, that she was a lover of her life. Um. And, yeah, they, they, had, they had shit. They were going strong for, for seven years. As one would. As one would. Uh, her grandmom said that she's going to miss her because she was a beautiful young girl who didn't hurt anybody. Police interviewed a man named James Farley who lives on the 1600th block of Grove Nicholas, he said he heard the gunshots. Quote, Two shots, small caliber, sounded like a 22, maybe a Glock, he said. Mm. Uh, he said there was two shots right after each other. The shooting happened down the street from Lil' Dizzy's Calf on Espinola Avenue, where Southern patrons sipped coffee and seemed unfazed with a flurry of police activity. Because, you know, the hope of the shootings that day, so... A block away a young woman who gave her name only as Jamie recalled hearing the three or four shots. What well, she said initially she mistook for sounding like a hammer. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know I understand that. Listen with a dense ass hammer. Well, I mean, for far away. Most people, most civilians don't
1: know what gunshots sound like. Yeah, true. But I mean true. she lives in that part of town. She probably, should know what gun sounds like. She probably heard it
0: before. And yeah. you know why she probably should have heard it before? Because Jamie was paralyzed by gunfire in 2009 in New Orleans. Oh my god. <laughs> and the shooting confined her to a wheelchair. And what appeared to be a fucked up coincidence She said that her friend Tarlin James, 25 Was just shot early that same morning
1: Coincidence?
0: I think not Or, yeah (laughs) It was just a (laughs) fucked up coincidence Uh, She said James was gunned down shortly after leaving his home Where he was staying in the trimmer She said that it makes her Not want to come back to the area anymore As one would As one would because why the fuck would you want to come come back to a place where you and your friends and everyone I think, you know keep getting I think I said I
1: got shot I'd be gone
0: yeah no I will will my ass to a different fucking town <laughs> but if you have any information on Erica's death you can call the New Orleans Police Department at 504-658-5300 or if you have anything on Chevy Boy's murder you can call Crime Star. at 504-822-1111. What do you have to say? Chevy? You hand up? I am
1: really interested. If anyone knows who Chevy boys are, there are car clubs. So that means they have to have an Instagram or something. I want to know. I want to see what their kind of cars look like. I'm interested. I oh, i were going to say oh, oh, I want to
0: like, hit the Hey, What do you know? <laughs> what, do you know? <laughs> what do you know?
1: What happened? <laughs> All right. So before we go to break, I have a really quick thing I want to say. I think we should get shirts that say, As One Would.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As One Would. As One Would. (laughs) Oh, man. We'll see, we'll see. We'll shop them up. (laughs) All right. And... Break. Break. Are you intrigued by all things that go bump in the night? Do you wonder what makes serial killers tick? Do you want to be spooked shitless? I'm Kayla. And I'm Michaela, And we are Tale of T. Dead Girls. If you want to dig into the world of everything true crime, paranormal, and all things spooky, then we are the podcast for you. Check us
1: out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. We'll
2: We'll meet meet you six feet under. under.
1: Marcus Smith was having a mental health crisis and was in need. He was saying things that didn't make sense. He was sweating and barely able to communicate with officers who were supposed to be helping him. The police ultimately decided to restrain him with a rib hobble, a device when they were unable to restrain him otherwise. Marcus died, and the prone restraint helped contribute to his death. I'm trying to imagine it in my head. It was a hogtie. Yeah. I
0: no, I'll, show you, was... I'll show you a picture of the actual restraint. It's like a time
1: No, I get it. It's just like, I get he was having a, meth- he was having a mental health crisis and it obviously had signs of something that was wrong with him. Why would you hogtie something like that? I get like, maybe it's for your own protection. Well, like, you got handcuffs to put your hand behind the back. a don't yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Sorry. Which is ruled as a homicide by the state medical examiner's office. The officers who decided to do this aren't facing any consequences, so they're not even—they're not even getting in trouble. They didn't get like you know, expend, like suspended without pay. No, they didn't like get fired. No, they just hanging out. They didn't even write a uh, "I'm sorry" note. Like
0: they're just like—imagine right. every cop you somebody was forced to write an "I'm sorry" note.
1: If it was noted, I mean, like they did it. Why was there wrongly, you know? You know I, I think if that, that was part
0: random. of the, if they got sentenced and that was part of the, so the thing is they had to write and I'm sorry no. Okay, but you know, some you do something messed up. That's yeah. something you should you do. Say, so, you have to apologize. so
1: the cops who tired Marcus were back at work before the autopsy report even came in. That just goes into my point. Former District Attorney Doug Henderson has recommended that the officers not be charged, saying there is no evidence to sustain a, base, a basis for criminal charges in this matter. Smith, 38, died of cardio preliminary arrest you go. caused by a variety of factors, including prone restraint. At the hands of the police, as well as a combination of drugs, alcohol, and cardiovascular disease. The office of the chief
0: medical examiner said in an autopsy release. So he has to in the system, but being their prone restraint, and obviously probably, probably got manhandled contributed to his death. Yeah, I'm
1: sure. And I think was up for like like 100 100 like I think it was
0: like a heart attack maybe? Uh, I think so so. Something like a heart. It's attack.
1: like I think it's when like uh, your arteries are when you like, go to nursing closed. school? No, no, I never did that. It wasn't me. (laughs) You got the wrong co-host. In a news release, the city said the Supreme Court Judge Susan Bray ruled that Greensboro Police Chief Wayne Scott could release footage of the arrest. Early Friday, the city said in a written statement that due to the multitude of factors that led to the tragic circumstances for Mr. Smith, the city believes there is... A compelling public interest to share the video. I see, like I've vi- all those videos all the time on Facebook. You know, where cops are manhandling people,
0: doing things. You think that would deter them from continuing to do it? But you know, it
1: doesn't. It, it, it kind of rouses everybody up. You know? Well, yeah, it should. Yeah, as it, as it should. As one would. The city also said officials continue to review the initial findings of the medical examiner's report. Chief Scott has elected to modify the application of the rip hovel device used to restrain individuals, while well, police continue to review the use of the, this method of restraint.
0: So he's—they're gonna—they're still gonna use it. They shouldn't use it. They have just killed somebody. It's, I'll show you well, a picture. It. But yeah, I'll show you a picture. But it's looking like a, it's like a leather hog tie. If it was <clears throat> put into sexual effects, it would be kind of hot. I mean, there probably is something right like there.
1: Oh, okay. I actually bought this one. Sniff- okay. <laughs> the complication of the body-worn camera footage with narration, narration from Scott, is posted on the city's website. The city said in the release, "The remaining footage from all officers involved will be added as it is available." So I think that's good. I mean, they're still getting it out there. Well, yeah. So the body, body cams are full. Yeah. So like everyone can see. I know it's crazy. The city said Greensboro City Council members have viewed the, buti- the footage in small groups. An inter- attorney for Smith's family said in November that the police body cam video shows Smith dead on the ground with his hands and feet tied behind him as Greensboro police stood near talking. What? Yep. What? Fucked up. So he's just like dead. Like he didn't even bother to uncut him or anything. No, they left him there pieces of work. That's what they are. <clears throat> and you know we you can curse on here, right? <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to stop cursing. I got a child on the way. alright I'm, I'm working on it. I'm bettering myself. Um, so back to uh, Smith. Or, yeah, Marcus. Police said in a news release in September that officers found Smith suicidal and disoriented, running in and out of traffic in the 100 block of North Church Street at 1242 a.m. September mm-hmm. 8th. EMS arrived about five minutes after officers police said in the release. The medical examiner said in the autopsy report that police placed Smith in, in a patrol car where he became agitated. They opened the door and Smith got out of the car. Multiple officers then placed him prone on the ground. His hands were then cuffed behind his back and strapped was placed on his ankles. To secure them to the handcuffs behind his back. Yes, yeah, so a little bit like a modern-day long time. Modern day long <laughs> No chokeholds or or conducted electrical weapons were applied. During this process, the Senate was grunting loudly, then more and then more quietly. After restraints were applied, officers checked on him and found that he was unresponsive, not breathing, but with a pulse. According to the autopsy report, Smith was taken to a hospital for further treatment and died about an hour later, according to the police. The autopsy report said the cause of death is listed as the sudden cardiopulmonary arrest due to the prone restraint. Plus, the use of a drug commonly known as MDMA, ecstasy, cocaine, and alcohol. So he was going through it. He was, was tripping. He was live. He was live. The city of Greensboro has said that the officers followed all the procedures in the events before Smith's death, and that the four officers who had been placed on administrative duty are back on their regular patrol duties after the Guilford County District Attorney's Office concluded it did not violate any policies. The city said Friday in its news release. As previously stated, prior Greensboro Police Department protocol, the State Bureau of Investigations was conducted immediately, contacted immediately following the incident in September to conduct an independent investigation. Additional details will be provided after the course of ruling has been finalized. The Homeless Union of Greensboro, which has been active in publicizing the case, reported Repeated Friday, a request for Smith's family that Greensboro City Council watch the video and hold the officers accountable for their actions immediately. So it's good that the you know they got the homeless union in Greensboro, you know, going after it and trying to help them. Yeah, it's nice. But now I don't want to say they were right because they're not the police. The police officers, the four police officers, were definitely sort of in the wrong. They mishandled the situation. But they still followed most of the protocol.
0: following yeah.
1: They they were just following their duties, which 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 is upsetting. The ju- their
0: judgment was off, though. I feel like I feel like they shouldn't have the way he did. The, yeah, The, the hog tie t- was unnecessary. I showed the video because he's a, he's obviously a bigger person, and again, so you hog tie him, put him on the ground, and he's unresponsive. Why keep him hog tied? That's Find not Hog tie him huh? and call for help. Start CPR. He's not breathing. Just start doing CPR on him. That could have easily Prolonged his life So maybe baby saved it
1: Well some people Aren't CPR certified yeah, but If you do CPR No if you're a first responder
0: You are CPR certified Alright I'll put to the fire academy <laughs> I know
1: this Alright right, all right. Uh, I'm not defending them I'm just saying That there's a lot of Different things in this case You know There's a lot of Different things reported Like that they uh, That he was in the car first And then they, He got out of the car And then they restrained him And that he didn't He wasn't Dead until he got to the you know the hospital.
0: Well, so, he was unresponsive on the ground. He wasn't breathing, but he, he still had a pulse. They should have did. They should have did it. They should've, they should've, but they if, if they don't sleep. have
1: a mask, CPR people can't do it. You
0: can still do chest chest
1: Yeah, but that's if you're not breathing for him, it's not gonna like
0: that's. that's so, so they have, if you're still gonna have a pulse or you no know?
1: email. All right. Eh, this case is interesting. I mean, it has a lot of variables. It's no one is right, and I don't feel like anyone. It's like evil You know They didn't I don't, But they did things wrong And next time They need to not Hog tie a man While he's on
0: Four different drugs Yes That's just So before it gets Any louder in here I think this is a good po- Good place to end it Okay yeah it's good with me I got an
1: interview In one hour
0: Yeah so, so Make sure you follow us on all the social medias Who <laughs> the social medias We are popping off On social medias Well you're not Because you're never on Twitter <clears throat> Anyway Listen I'm. I'm gonna, Facebook? I'm, I'm gonna do it Facebook, Bros. And murder, Instagram, Bros. And murder, Twitter, Murder Bra. Find us, we're out there. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. Stay safe, don't murder people, and don't hog tie unless it's in a consensual sexual matter. And, uh, I think that's it.
2: Bye! Bye. This podcast
0: is part of the Colored Commentary Network. Colored
2: Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network.
0: Colored Commentary Network. Where inclusivity matters.